Hey, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. If you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review on iTunes so your friends know that they can learn from the show. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. Daniel, I am fired up today. Woo! can tell. The... Lauren Jacobs' Cheerful Baker interview just dropped. Now, I know this podcast is airing after that, probably well after that. But if you're listening to this and you haven't gone back and carved out some time to listen to that interview, I strongly encourage you to do so. I think regardless of whether you're an entrepreneur or you're a parent or you're a son or daughter, I mean... I. Everybody should listen to this interview. It's so good. And Lauren drops these just morsels of goodness in her interview. I mean, oh, she's so genuine and just wonderful. I just want to squeeze her up. Sweet. Sweet. Yeah. Yes. There you go. What's going on in your world? Uh, Not too much. Yeah. Back to school season, fall season, weather's changing. Pumpkin spice is dropping. I don't do pumpkin spice, but how is your dropping. how is your draft? Who Good. do you got? Who do I have? Logan oh boy. probably knows. Uh, Are you guys I, in the same NFL thing this year? No. Oh, then how would he know? Because we talk about it. Ah. I broke a rule and picked up a quarterback in round two because the math said to, and it felt weird too. Um, but I got your boy from Buffalo, Josh Allen. Let's yep. go. So we got that. Uh, uh, CD Lamb, yeah, Dallas. Mm-hmm. Also, you're one of your teams. Yeah, I got a lot of teams. Are you this done year. with Dallas? So I am. I'm not done with Dallas. My my wife and middle son love Dallas. How about them Cowboys? I I have never been so excited about the football season. Why? Because ever since we interviewed and got to be you know close with Will, we've been infused in this world. And watching as these players have evolved into, you know, through, let's say, college, and now they're playing in in the NFL, and obviously Will, you know, who hopefully, and maybe even by the time this airs, he's playing. But uh, obviously, you know, we're we're certainly fans of his, but other other quarterbacks and other players in the game, I'm very interested in um, watching, you know, Bryce Young. You know, and I, I would have normally just, I mean, I watched him play at Alabama, but I'd been like, oh, yeah, okay, first round or number one pick, whatever. But then I watched his documentary from QB1, the show that was on Netflix for years, and now it's on Tubi, and they covered in the in the final season, they covered another friend of the podcast, which was Deuce Hogan, but they covered Bryce a, a Young. Uh, Anthony Richardson and and Deuce Hogan in that final episode. So I'm totally invested in Anthony Richardson, who I genuinely disliked as a quarterback. I'm I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna lie. I was like I don't like this kid. I watch that. I like him. I like him a lot. So I'm gonna be cheering for him, even though I think he's probably not a great fit for Indianapolis. I'm gonna cheer for C.J. Stroud. He's gonna try to turn you know Houston around. That's gonna be a tough a tough go for him. Uh, I mean, how do you not like Kirk Cousins? Did you watch Quarterback? No. no. You didn't watch any. You have no idea what I'm talking about. I don't know any of these people. 
Kirk Cousin, I mean, 36 years old. He's salt of the earth. I have just fallen in love with that guy after watching the show Quarterback on Netflix. Where does he, play? he plays for Minnesota. He's amazing. And then, of course, you know, you got your greats like Josh Allen or uh, what's his name? Chiefs. Who is Babe Ruth? No, I'm sorry. That is wrong. Thank you, Patrick <laughs> Mahomes. We're always looking at our correspondent over here. But anyways, I'm just excited about this year. And then you got UK okay. players that have gone on. They're playing in the league. Hopefully uh, uh, the Giants wide receiver, Wandale, is back in action. So what's your early prediction for Super Bowl? Because you made a prediction last year, didn't you? Boy, you know, mm, no, I can't say Buffalo because... That's what you said last year, though, right? Yeah, but Cincinnati, I don't know if they're going to get by Cincinnati. I think this might be Cincinnati's year. Interesting. And how do you not like Joe Burrow? Joe Burrow's amazing. I don't know. How do you not like him? <laughs> all right, it's let's not go. Not on my team. I have no idea. This who podcast is. and all others sponsored by Jewel Financial, J O U L E Financial. Go on there. I know I've had some questions. Where I don't understand where the wealth development program is and da da da. So if you click on the website, you'll see services. If you click on services, the last little link, it says wealth development. So we're trying to figure out a unique way to, you know, kind of broadcast it on the site somewhere, but whatever. Just go to wealth development under services. You can learn more about that program. Uh, hit us up on social, uh, DIY Money Podcast. We got a lot of fun things going on there, both Instagram, uh, Twitter, uh, Facebook Tribe is rocking. Anything else? Just keep sending the so. questions. We need those questions. All right, we got a good one from Chris today. Chris. What do you got? DIY! Hi, DIY Money Team. I'm a married 29-year-old teacher with a 457 and Roth 403B from a low-fee vendor. I want to retire early, and I know I can use my 457 as a bridge account. However, knowing the capital gains tax brackets, I cannot help but wonder if a brokerage account would be a more tax-advantageous option over a 457. It almost seems like a Roth IRA in terms of taxation, so long as I stay in the 0% bracket. My question is whether a taxable brokerage account is a better option over a 457 for someone who's retiring early. I also have a maxed-out Roth IRA if that matters, but I don't want to take any principal from that as part of my bridge account. Okay, Chris. This is a great question, and I think we could talk a lot about different particulars, but what you're asking is a planning question. So I'm only going to hit this answer from how we would approach it from somebody looking at retiring, retiring early and where best to draw funds. Did I miss – is there a match in the 457? Did I miss that? don't think it was stated, but there can be. Well – there can be, there typically is. So right off the bat, and obviously, Chris, you probably wouldn't be considering a taxable brokerage account and giving up a match. So for those of you out there, you know, obviously this is sometimes common knowledge, but when you participate in a company-sponsored retirement plan, often they will match you up to a certain amount. That's like walking by free money. If you're not participating in that, you literally are walking by free money. I, I like to talk about this in a a classroom setting, and I hold up a dollar, and I say, you know, if this was laying on the ground, would you pick it up? And, you know, sheepishly, somebody usually puts up their hand and is like, yeah, I would, and I give them the dollar. And they're like, oh, oh my goodness, why didn't I? Why didn't we all put up our hands? Well, again, that's like not taking the match. So 
with that aside, irrespective of that, or let's assume you would do up to the match, it's a planning question. And what we like to do when we look at this, to the best of our ability, because things change, right? There's all sorts of things that can change into the future. But what we like to do, Chris, is map out yearly cash flow. So what we typically do is, okay, we say, hey, if you're retiring at, I don't know, 50 or 45 or 55 or whatever your, quote, retirement early date is, you then have to have a determination of what your monthly or annual expenses are. What you can do there, to the best of your ability, is look at your annual expenses now, factor in a rate of inflation, maybe higher for medical, and understand your medical as well. Sometimes in a school system or some sort of uh, government agency, you have a, a gap between now and Medicare. But medical expenses is a big thing that a lot of people don't fig- figure out. But bridge, you know, understand that, kind of understand what the cash flow needs are going to be. And then you come up with an amount that you're going to need to be drawing from certain accounts. Now, the conundrum, here's the conundrum. If you start drawing things from different accounts, depending on where you draw them from is going to influence your tax bracket. Now, we have tax brackets now where we know our, our you know, brackets are going to be in the next few years, but we don't know where they're going to be in 10, 15, 20 years. So you kind of have to do an assumption there as well. But to the best of your ability, what you don't want to do is you don't want to find yourself in a situation where you're drawing down accounts, these tax-deferred accounts, just like you're talking about, 457, and find yourself pushing yourself into a higher bracket. So in those instances, you're right. There is better options, possibly taxable accounts, further Roth contributions, or you know, even things like HSA with the triple tax benefit. So I'm going to let Daniel speak to more particulars, but really what you're asking is a planning question. And this is why it's so critical. When we, I don't care if somebody's 35 and you, you know, you're trying to plan for the future. These are the steps that go in to proper distribution strategies at retirement. What say you, Daniel? We've got time for one play. We don't stop the clock. It's over. Give me a chance, boss. I'm full. Yeah, I mean, I think what you are looking at is or weighing is something that's really important is the difference really between capital gains tax and normal income tax. And it's something that a lot of people don't think about when they just really try to max out and overfund retirement accounts. Now, the benefit to using something like the 457 is obviously the tax deferment. And if you're in a higher tax bracket, this is why a lot of uh, professionals, say uh, doctors or things like that, will use a combination of 457s and 403Bs and things like that, is the fact that they can sock away a lot during this higher income phase of their life and try to defer that for the future, hoping that they'll then be in a sort of a lower tax bracket in the future. But what you've touched on and, and maybe especially relevant as sort of a teacher is, well, if you're not in a extremely high tax bracket now, for whatever reason, uh, maybe it's because you're a teacher, then paying the capital, you know, not getting that tax deduction now, but paying capital gains in the future may actually be the better option of those two. So I like the fact that you're actually uh, weighing that out. I like the fact that you're setting yourself up for uh, some aggressive saving and potentially, you know, looking to retire early in the future before age uh, 60. That's uh, that's awesome as well. And thinking ahead of what accounts do you need to locate that in to have access to that in the most uh, tax efficient way is, is really huge. What other things as you're planning out? Because again, I, this is a, a hard question. I debated even using this question, but Chris was so articulate and he did such a nice job with this question. So I thought we'd use it, but there's so many other variables that we look at when planning for someone. So, you know, 
other objectives, other goals, right? What what are we going to do when we retire? Things like that. We're just going to sit around the house. What are the goals and objectives to do? All those things kind of go into the planning process. Yeah, I mean, the... When you start with sort of a timeline towards retirement, that's the skeleton of sort of your financial plan. And then you got to start adding kind of the flesh onto that. Various different goals that you want to achieve. What's life going to look like? Uh, Is it actual retirement or is it just kind of semi-retirement? Are you going to have a part-time job? Things like that. What uh, what are you going to do for health care, insurance, things of that nature? And so once you start to sort of flesh out all of those details really starts to come and view what life may look like in the future. But then we have all those variables that you just don't know about. Um, how goals are going to change over time, how families going to change over time, how some of the variables you can't control uh, are going to change over time. Things like tax rates, uh, rates of return, inflation, all of those things uh, will eventually shape your future. And it's why planning eventually becomes iterative, something that we update on an annual basis as a lot of those variable change. Uh, and that's really what we do on a day-to-day basis is we're not just doing initial plans for people and sending them on their way. Uh, we're doing plans and then we're updating those on a sort of every six months, every 12 months basis. So it's kind of how we continue to work with people in the long run. I think, Chris, your uh, questions sound. And I do think, though, you should explore, even if it's on your own and kind of mapping these things out, explore what that long-term cash flow looks like and, and uh, is going to be required as far as the expenses are concerned. And that'll help to inform your decision on where to save now so that you know where to pull from later. You, you really want to have a, a fist fight after school like we're a couple of students? I want everybody to see this. Teachers don't fight. All right. All Chris did was send us an audio file, probably through his phone, recorded it on the voice memo, and then sent it to podcast at DIYmoney.org. That's podcast at DIYmoney.org. And we'll send him a $25 Amazon gift card. So that was a great question. Keep them coming. We need those questions to keep fueling the show. And remember, friends, the secret to wealth is pretty simple. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest. Do so for a very long time. Make it a great one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.